what's good everybody welcome back to yet another episode of the get informed podcast prime location for all your informing needs as always i'm your host tom and today we're going to talk about some controversial shit with the homie himself layton but uh today yo, today honestly this is just something that i've always been like thinking about man like patriotism like what the hell does that word mean i don't know i feel like a very basic definition of it could be that you just love your country to what extent to what extent like that's that's the that's the big question you know i'm i'm pretty sure everyone that lives in america is like patriotic to an extent or you know everyone likes living here everyone likes their community but there's a lot of especially on like social media especially with this presidency that we have going on now like you'll see there's certain there's people that are just more patriotic than others and there's extents as to which or how patriotic you can be. And it just, it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, do you have to have an American flag on your car, on your bumper, <laughs> a tattooed on your ass? Like to me, so to what, mean about, what about the, com- the Confederate flag? That's, that, patri- that's patriotic, apparently. Is that a different level of patriotic, a different form I, of patriotism? I, it's, patri- it's patriotism, I think, for a dead country that doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, or maybe it's people trying to resurrect the country they want. The, they're trying or they're trying to if they're trying to um like channel what could have been into the country that is right now yeah well i feel like to me when i hear about confederacy and the confederate flags that screams conservative values in the sense of like tradition and you know espousing tradition at mm -hmm. whatever cost you know refusing or refuting liberal values like progress yeah, and stuff. And that, and people just wanting things to remain the same, you know, fighting change. Yeah, and I don't want to like assign like right and wrong to like liberal and conservative in these terms because there is no right and wrong, right? Like these are just simply ideas that we just tend to take over time and, and think, and they evolve and they shape the way that we develop and act. But you know, we are moving towards a more liberalized world generally, and I, <laughs> you know, it's. It, there's just such a resistance and we see it specifically here in america that just all liberal values are just seen as radical like it's yeah. it's literally it's radical for women to have control of their bodies like you know Wait, do you think do you think patriotism is conducive to progress or does it hinder it i think patriotism at this current moment in this current political climate actually hinders progress i think it's regressive yeah it's, it's definitely it's definitely regressive. You know how they say you know not all masculinity is toxic, but there is toxic masculinity. Sure. I would say there's toxic uh, patriotism, for sure. Like, you know, like who are like I can still listen. I I honestly don't talk shit about America. Like I I yeah I like, you do. I like my, no, I like my country, and I think the his, the history is interesting, and I think it's always going to be critical to address. The, the wrongs that have been done that this country does, which is why I study history, right? Like, right. I, I know what this country has done behind the scenes. Like, <laughs> people people in America don't even know what we've done in the Philippines with surveillance and policing strategies. You know what we've done to what we've done in Cuba. You know, the whole creation of ISIS is a result of what we've done in the Middle East, right? Yeah. So America's done some really shitty things, and you know, us as people, we you know we are still proud of our country, but we're it's a, it's a complete valid point to you know, say what we're dissatisfied with or what find what we find upsetting. We're disappointed. There's times where we're disappointed to be Americans. I mean, the past four years has been nothing but a disappointment. Well, I'm, I beg the question, one, like fundamentally, what does it mean to be American? And how does that inform our social identity to whatever extent it can I think what I'm trying to say is, what do people think? What if we took two people? One is patriotic and one isn't. How would being American and where they live, their geolocation, their physical space, how they look, who, how they identify, what would their social identities look like? I mean, it's really funny that you say that because, you know, when people think like hardcore patriotism or, you know, I'd go as far as to say nationalism, like, you know, for example, white nationalists like we have yeah. in this country. By the way, the you know the bad term, scary term, nationalism. Yeah. It's you know people always think down south. Every yeah. it, that's just yeah, the thing, yeah. like Amer- the American South. You know they're har- hardcore nationalists. Like 
you know, and it's a term that people don't like to use, but I would definitely argue that that there's an extent as to which where patriotism evolves into this this fearful nationalism that exists that we're well, I think afraid of. I think that those criticisms, or maybe not criticisms, but those opinions about like the American South having, I guess, more of a propensity to espouse white nationalist values. I don't think that's misplaced because if I remember correctly, it was the South that first established the Jim Crow laws. They were really, you know, mm-hmm. big on segregation, you know, um, and all sorts of those things. So I think back not too long ago, you know, it wouldn't be a long shot to say, you know, the South is kind of racist. Maybe, maybe I don't know about now in 2020. Maybe that's changed, but... I mean, oh, I with, with time, with time, everything's changing still. But we, yeah. I mean, you like, dude, we, we have, you know, you know, we have the Black Lives Matter movement and all the stuff that's been going on here, the racial injustice that's been going on. And it's like this stuff would not be going on if America was not racist. Right. And it would be wrong to say that America was not founded on racial ideology. Yeah. So, but that <laughs> oh, uh, thing again with every country, though, like every country was kind of in, like in, um, its inception like was fused with these ideas of race or how people understood what race was at that time even though it may have not been race but i know but america america is a little america is a little special in this regard in the sense that the glaring hypocrisy I, i don't know how they didn't notice that or if it was on purpose you know like the founding fathers were like all men are created equal while they had slaves so like which men women Anybody outside of that gender gender duality, like, and of course, I'm not expecting yeah. in 1776 for these people to have, you know, even had any inkling of like, you know, LGBTQ. But mm-hmm. you know, well, yeah. So. But I think with when it comes to um, that the idea of being being patriotic and um, just the birth like the birth of a country and the idea of race and yeah. all these things that um it, like for example i think it's a fair criticism for us to look back and be like hey like you know these people may have started this country uh 200 some years ago and what the foundations of that country were at that moment do not equate to the beliefs that we hold and value dearly now and we want to fight for this change like we think that these changes are what everyone deserves and what is owed to everybody that's almost 200 plus years been waiting for pretty much right okay so do you i have a question for you then Mm -hmm. do you own a gun no do you feel like owning a gun is is important to you it's not important to me but i would i would and you're able to here in canada we can't own a weapon without serious you know we have to go through some bureaucratic loopholes Mm -hmm. even just even even just for hunting rifles Mm -hmm. but i feel like in in the States, correct me if I'm wrong, it's almost, you know, a mark of pride, American pride, patriotism, patriotism to own a <laughs> weapon and to own 50 of them. Yeah. And you hear stories of like a seven-year-old daughter finds the gun and shoots her brother in the forehead or some shit like that. But hey, we, we just ignore those and we're like, yeah, guns, NRA. Well, these are like, right, these are all like, these are all um, like drippings of patriotism and yeah. like how it affects our daily lives. And it's it's i think it's i think patriotism becomes a problem when you can basically describe what like the characteristics of a person and equate them to patriotic being patriotic right like how how would how would that look i mean like 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 what like what does the patriotic prototype look like like uh like camo pants like <laughs> southern accent a ford uh like a ford uh pickup you know, has truck. To be Ford. Has to be Ford. It has to be. It has to be American made. Made in America. You know, yes. it, it's gonna. It's gonna have like a an eagle on it with a Blue Lives Matter strip. Um, <laughs> you know, with like a like a tear in the mm. side. Like, and then you know, and don't forget, don't forget like little hunting cap and you know, like there's a, you know, there's a stereotype. Well, I'm like I'm mostly I'm really memeing. Like I'm just being stereotypical. But seriously, like when you look at someone, like you can tell like their ideology based on how they present them physically present themselves. They are actually physically presenting as patriots, right? They're, they think that being a patriot means to present oneself one way, right? Like, 
I mean, I'm, I consider myself a patriot. Like I would like, I would love to see America grow in the proper direction and really like ascertain the values that we've been talking about for centuries. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like decades, I just, centuries or so. I feel like if we talk about the physical presentation and representation of patriotic values, it could be a slippery slope because if, let's say, you wear all your camo and the flags and whatever, whatever, boom, you're patriotic, cool. As a white man, it's like, cool, it's expected. Maybe I'm stereotyping, whatever. And then what if me as a black man wears all those same things but there are some people out there who believe just by virtue of my skin color, yeah. I, I believe I it. can't be as patriotic exactly. as you are, or, or it's under yes. fire or it's doubted. So you're hundred percent. You're hundred percent. Right. You, I do. You, I mean, go back to your country. Right. It's like, I was born here or like the Asians who got spit on because of COVID the Asian flu or whatever, Kung flu or whatever, you know, it's like, that's actually we, right. It's almost like we don't deserve to, of course I don't live in America, so I can't mm. really speak like that, but I, I have had things happen in Canada in which my nationality or ethnicity was called into question mm -hmm. and I was told to go back to my country whatever that's supposed to mean so am I less patriotic than the next person just because of my skin color I don't think so yeah it's then it's an interesting topic to talk about because patriotism it's like we are well at one point all the patriots of this country were all immigrants yeah Right, like or families of immigrants, and all of a sudden, this concept of the patriot was formed. Right, like, and people don't realize, but it, it we were just a bunch of Brits who came over the who came over to the Big Lake and took this land. Like, that's an incredible oversimplification, but I agree. But what what, what I wanted lots to get, of I people to get, died like, in the process. They thought they found India, you know, all sorts of shit. No, but seriously, getting deeper into it, right? Like we were talking about, like this American identity, this this uh, patriotic identity, and you yeah. have to remember, like when when people immigrated here, and then they decided, you know, we want our independence. We don't want to be treated and oppressed by a country like this, like England. Mm -hmm. So what do people? What do you do when you're literally the spinning image of this country? Uh, I mean, of of like this country, meaning like England, right? You need to find self-identifiers that separate you from that that um, that imagery, right? So a couple so, of things. Sorry what? to interrupt. Would you would you say that patriotism, by its very nature, is exclusionary, or is, is there like a hierarchy? Like I'm kind of There's, expanding on what I said before. Like there you know, shouldn't if, be. If if you look like a spitting image of I guess the original patriot, the founding fathers. Are you automatically like on a higher order plane than like an Asian immigrant or a black immigrant or like? I would say no, right? I would personally say no. I think that patriotism can be um, exhibited in like a variety of ways. There's so many different ways to be patriotic, right? Like for, I think, for example, during World War II, when um, the draft was going on and all the men were being, you know, just literally sent to die. Uh, women were picking up jobs. They were getting involved in the workforce to make up for this this lack of labor. And I think, you know, to an extent, that can be something seen as like generally like a patriotic act, getting women out of the house, um, finding, you know, they have to make sure that their kids are taken care of, but they're also producing um, money for their family for, you know, just, uh, you know, producing stuff for the war effort. You know, World War II was a crazy ass war and shit. So that could be, some, I think that's something that's like generally understood to be a patriotic act or, you know, along those lines. But then, then again, like, right, like just by so, doing a specific job doesn't make you a hardcore patriot or making you worthy of honor or like really? automatic respect. So what that leads my, me to my next question. Being a soldier and in, being in the army, that is technically a job that confers mm -hmm. a shit ton of honor, especially if you die. That's like, you know, how many, you know, awards have been, you know, given to the dead? Or if you just serve, people just give you that automatic respect. Or like the whole idea of like stolen valor of those people who like walk around in the fatigues or whatever, but they actually haven't served. Mm -hmm. I, feel, I feel, I always found that fascinating. It's like, it's, I guess it, it ties into like the physical appearance of being patriotic. It's like, if you just wear this, you know, a pin on your lapel, it's like, oh, you served, okay. We respect you, sir. We respect you, ma'am, whatever. You know, yeah, so... I just... I've never been one to respect foreign policy. I don't think there's anything patriotic about 
flying 7,000 miles halfway across the world to kill innocent civilians. You know, people say it doesn't happen, but it does. You know, one quick Google search will pull up, you know, a long history of America's uh, blunders in many different wars. I just, I don't think it's patriotic or honorable to upend the lives of people who they just don't look like you. And even fed all sorts of bullshit by the media to believe that they are an imminent and dire threat to your livelihood. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fear complex. And this patriotism plays into that, right? Like there, as if you, if you go back and you look at um, like um, the histories of, of culture during the war, how society, American society functioned during the war, you will see, especially during like world war one and two, you'll see the caricatures of, you know, um, Germans and people along those lines. And they basically are like reinforcing patriotism by like, like um, creating an enemy, like a like by force by forcing there to be an opposition to your freedoms, your patriotism, your patriotism, your love for your country is being challenged at this very moment. And what they this is like, how else are they going to get people to fight the wars? For, how are the politicians and the government going to get people to fight wars? Like, I'm not going to go and just die for some rich capitalist that just wants to get oil. Like, fuck you. Like, no. Or protect the poppy seeds in Afghanistan. Yeah. So like, they I'm... can continue to produce oxycodone and fuck over Americans at home. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And but then it becomes the a whole problem. Stuff, yeah. You know, no. And this, and this is where, like, the aspect, this is where the aspect of, like, memory and um, yeah. th- those, those, those difficult questions get called into play because a lot of the, a lot of the events that happened in, you know, American history, a lot of the people like alive around to tell the tale aren't, they're not around. And the people that are alive to learn this history didn't experience this, right? A majority of what I studied in the past, I never experienced. I was born in 1994. I wasn't here for Vietnam. I wasn't here for the Korean War. I wasn't here for the Philippines. I wasn't here for World War II, World War One, the Civil War, Revolutionary War. Yet I study all these broad topics and try to understand what people were doing during these times and how propaganda was distributed and the, you know, the language that was being used to persuade and incite like ideas of patriotism and how to be an American and what an American is. And this idea changes over time. So do you think just based on your personal opinions and beliefs and what you study? What do you think it means to be an American? Is it a static thing? Is it ever changing? Are there certain criteria you have to meet? Because to me, there's one thing that makes you an American. You were born on the American continent, mm-hmm. <laughs> the North American yeah. continent. I, w- so me, I, I feel like th- just the geolocation is like enough. But I feel like other people are like, you got to you know be like this. You got to be, you got to you know pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You know, mm-hmm. white picket fence. You know, middle class, whatever, capitalist. What, like, what do you think it means to be American for yourself personally? And would you consider yourself a patriot? So, yeah. So I would, I would 100% consider myself a patriot because I my, – but my – what I want with my country is I just want us to I – want, I want everyone to have an equal opportunity here. I want everyone, no matter what stage or process of becoming a, like a legalized citizen or whatever step in that ridiculous process is going on, whether you're illegal or not, whatever the, you know, the jurisdiction of, you know, your um, legal identity here is, we're, we were all at one point, we or had family, we're either immigrants ourselves, or we had family that was immigrants, right? So my family came from Italy, right? And Italians and Irish had actually a very difficult time identifying as Americans early on, well, actually in the late 1800s, in the early 1900s. And one reason that's why there's a lot of Christopher Columbus statues. And for example, Garfield, the town I live in, is all it used to be all italian very heavily italian we have columbus park we have statues which actually one of them was just defaced and the and mm-hmm. funny mm-hmm. actually um the entire community got together people of all different uh races ethnicities genders all got together and cleaned the statue all together they didn't tear it down no they cleaned it why because it was just defacing just com- just the community. And we, you know, if that's something we wanted to, I feel like, I think that's the right way to go though, right? If that's something you want to get down, let's put, let's talk to the Congress. Let's talk to the local, um, the council and say, Hey, we don't feel that this character represents the identity of this town anymore. We should move it into like a, like a historical site or something and just get it out of here. Rename the park. I think that's something cool. I think that's, that would be I great. Think, 
You want to know what I think, honestly? Mm-hmm. I think that's your white privilege talking in the sense that historically racialized, marginalized groups, mm-hmm. we don't like to go through the proper vetting channels, the bureaucratic channels, because we just don't feel hurt. This isn't where because those channels don't work. That's the problem. Those channels right? don't work for us usually. Yes, but and that's and that's, that's what I mean. We as just like want to take to the streets. I want to make we just want to yeah. take to the streets and just tear shit up. I agree because but, that's what works for us in a sense. When it comes to the idea of patriotism, right? Like this is this is my idea of patriotism, where like I want those avenues to work for every every single yeah. person in this country. But they don't. Right? They don't. But that's what. But that's why. People may not people people call me like a Marxist, a socialist, a commie. I get I've got called everything. And commie, why? What? What? It's the best thing they can think of, right? You, know? you want universal healthcare? You want a safety yeah, got, net for those who are less fortunate? Like, but what I'm trying to say, Lane, is that I think it's important that we are like, for example, me like using white privilege to make sure that like the everyone's a patriot. Like, it doesn't matter if you're white, black. Uh, Hispanic, Asian, any type of gender, like it doesn't matter. Like being American means that Wait, you, it, it doesn't matter, or it shouldn't. It it sh- it shouldn't matter. Okay, because it, it shouldn't does matter. It does moment. right right now. It, it definitely barely, matters. It really does. But what my like my ideal idea of American patriotism right. would be a um just basically you are an American. Like it doesn't not a Black American, African American, Asian yeah. American, Italian American. No we're Americans. That's my ethnic identity. Like that's my cultural identity. Right. And that culture gets influenced and it gets put into the overall culture. And that's the one thing I love about America personally is that there's so there's such an exposure to so many different cultures, more food, you meet more people and you learn so much. You learn about people's religion, how their family functions. And it's just interesting stuff. That's because you're you're an open-minded, tolerant guy. Imagine if you were the opposite. I wasn't always, right? Like (laughs) something we all all learn. We all learn to be open-minded and accepted, um, accepting of people. But that's what America should be. And it's just very funny. There's America's always had this um, melting pot identity, right? Or this like ideology that we're a melting pot and we all belong here and we all contribute. But it's it's really never has been that way, and basically like you can identify and your participation as a patriot varies based on your like racial um, and sexual identity as well. So like you were like you were saying before, like there's like levels of patriotism almost, yeah. and it's like obviously being white is like automatically the highest level of like patriotism you can exhibit, and yeah. people won't. You're right, and people don't actually acknowledge that. So, so do you think Colin Kaepernick? Oh no, kneeling, I think that's great. Kneeling is is patriotic. Yeah, I I absolutely think so. He's standing up for something that he thinks is so severely unjust that he's trying to vocalize that by displaying um sometimes like a revolt like a um a, resist, a resistance behavior, right? Um, for example, Karl Marx, right? You know the guy that people like to you know call out but don't know anything fucking about. That's my boy. That's my. That's the homie, right? <laughs> that's Mark Squad. Yeah. But um, the thing is, in if you read the, com- I've read the Communist Manifesto and I've studied yeah, it yeah. very extensively in a class called Communism and Socialism. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my God, Communism, Socialism, and um, Capitalism. My bad. And we assessed both economic um, systems and how they started, why they started, who led them, and how they were interpreted, and whatever. And when you read the Communist Manifesto and Marx's ideas, like he's really trying his best to idealize and rationalize a utopian society. He's trying, right? Like you can't knock a guy for trying to make the world better. It's funny, and, at the time he wrote that, those ideas were considered radical. I mean, they're radical. still considered they radical were. to some now. So, yeah, to an extent but, they can know, be radical or they can be yeah. taken to a radical extreme, as yeah. with anything can. But that's so, the thing with his ideas. They're so malleable and open to change. But the, what, the key thing so the key thing that's important that I try to highlight to people is um, people are always asking like, oh, why are people rioting? Why are they looting and destroying things? Mm. And what I try to tell them is that in the Communist Manifesto, it is an integral part of achieving utopia in a society if your government refuses to listen to you and represent you, 
he says that the only last rational possible action that you can take as a people's is revolution. Is, because it, if is you're revolution, not revolution is revolution rational by definition is industry I wouldn't say going it's, out and burning stores and causing riots and over you know, racial injustice where city. people's lives are constantly being is, is it rational? I would say it's definitely rational. And I'm like and I can't I think, speak. I think it's irrational by definition. It's just pent up rage being unleashed at whatever or whoever happens to be standing in front, which can end in unfortunate circumstances sometimes. But yeah. I do agree. I believe it's necessary. It's yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I don't. Well, I I don't know. Like, I'm not like a philosopher, so I can't argue like rationality versus irrationality. Okay, okay. <laughs> but his like, but his but historically, historically, where I'm where I'm coming from, right? Like, not on a topic of just just pure what this doctrine stated. It's it's very reflective and it's just very it's very truthful that when you're because your government has the power, they try mm-hmm. their very hardest to make it seem that oh you're the American people our power is actually within you the patriots yeah. of this country you can vote you dictate you know who leads and who makes decisions for you but yeah. it's when it's not that way what do you do what do you do no one knows right Mark says. You have to revolt. You need to have a revolution. You need to overthrow like? the by overthrowing the government, right? And what does that overthrowing process look like, though? But that's the, that's the, we don't we don't know. But what it involves is it, violent? It, is what, it nonviolent? Is it, it is it any is anything, it the Buddhist it, approach any, of nonviolence? Any means necessary. Malcolm X. Yeah, for example, yeah, definitely. Like these. Well, you have to remember they they were they they were very knowledgeable of Marx. They are knowledgeable and aware of the Communist Manifesto and what it is. Is that why they were assassinated? Q conspiracy mm. themes. X Files. All the people who spoke of unification of the racialized and underprivileged and disenfranchised were killed. MLK. And no. it's, but the thing is, it's honestly, Layton, it's not even like just, you know, um, you know, uh, just people, minorities and um, women. It's it's white people too. White white people are also being oppressed, but they're given a slight leverage to keep them on the side of the powerful. Of course, it's, so, it's sort of like the whole Buddhist sentiment of life is suffering. This is true, but you would be in denial or you'd be delusional to say all suffering is equal. Some people suffer more. Yeah, exactly. Some, Some people, people do have suffer more. One arm and, and one leg. <laughs> Some yeah. people, you Some know, people get hit by cars. Are blind. You know? <laughs> Some people are born in this world black and Asian and mm-hmm. and a woman or trans, you know? So to believe that everyone, you know, just shares the same ubiquitous suffering, it's a lie and it's dangerous misinformation. And that's what and that's what white privilege is because what white people are not realizing is that they may be suffering. They may have a bad job. They may have not chosen to go to school or create a career mm-hmm. and they're suffering for it. And they're not realizing that they had the opportunity to be successful or produce wealth or what whatever it is like it was or if they did have that access it was easier than if it were for a black female let's say with one leg and one arm or something i mean not not even not even there's there's white people without an arm that have it easier than an intellect like a black woman with a like a college master's degree yes right like that's and that's and that alone is a problem and what, and I don't want to like stray too far from the idea of patriotism or anything, but I think patriotism is linked, is closely tied with race, it, though. So I, I don't think I, we're straying off, off topic. Yeah, I don't want to talk specifically too much about race, though. I want to mm-hmm. I want to get back more on the topic of like patriotism and maybe like the toxic version of it, nationalism. Like, what is like the difference between these two terms? Because you know, if anyone knows that we during World War II we described Mussolini and Hitler, their regimes as nationalists. Right, but well, realistically, well, 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 yours was too. But ours was too. You didn't want to use that word. You wanted to use patriot. We, well, we started using. Name. We started. We started relying specifically on patri- uh, patriotic, and nationalism started to become this like the bad version of patriotism, yeah. like patriotism gone wrong or after dark. You know, cops <laughs> <Pops> called. <laughs> so, um, but that's 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 the question, right? Like, so nationalism is. For example, in Germany, like there can be an argument that Hitler was just patriotic. 
Of course. Right? And I then, always say that out loud. I say Hitler was a smart man. He came in, you know, when the country was in shambles and he raised the spirit of the people. Sounds like Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, when people say that, like, oh my God, you think Hitler was a great man? No, I just he was think he was smart. really good at his job. He knew what he was he doing. He was very intelligent and he knew how to, you know. Same thing with Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he knows but, what he's doing. It's yeah. it's the scary thing, but and and that's the and that's the one super scary thing that between both of these these leaders, right? Is this idea of taking advantage and manipulating patriotism and nationalism to serve a mm-hmm. purpose of you know manifesting this us, power. Or this us or them mentality. Either you're with us or you're one of them. But you're defining who, but you're defining who us is, right? So for Germany, it was like we're you know you know that's it you know the way they fucked us after World War One. We're not paying. Um, we're not paying back any of the damages. You know, we didn't even start World War One. Right. We need to get Austria back. We need, you know, we need, we need our, we need to um, get the Lebensraum, the, the land from the Russians. Like this is all owed to us. Like this is the German people's. It's yours. And then that's how he he got people to believe him initially, right? Like this is this is a thing. No, of course, of course, he was a very powerful uh, orator. You know, he knew how to pull the strings of emotion. The emotions of patriotism, though, right? Like specifically this idea of patriotism. Blind following, this idolatry, worship, you know, unquestioning, unflinching support of a leader. So I'm going to to point to the point of self-destruction. Yeah, let me posit you something really, really, uh, this might be tough. But let's say we're in Nazi Germany, right? Okay. We're we're citizens. And... um, they're like, oh, Hitler took power. And then, and, you know, slowly but surely we start to understand like, okay, like we need to actually play by the rules or we're in trouble. So at first we were like, kind of like, oh yeah, you know, you know, we're going to be strong again, Germany. And all of a sudden you're starting to think like, you know, I really love Germany, but you know, I really liked my, my Jewish neighbors. They were really great. They were great friends of mine. Now they're gone. Um, so what, what about like, me? So, so what, yeah, well, not even like, if I, if I was black, I'd be out I'm of there just, before this guy even gets to office. I'm just like, let's say (laughs) for the hypothetical to just say that like you weren't going to be like taken away for any reason or anything. Okay. Sure. Okay. So now, so now you're in your town, you know, your neighbors are starting to get taken away from you and you start noticing things in the news of what's happening. Are you, would you still be patriotic if you don't support that? Like, like how can you be patriotic of a Germany that's doing these atrocious things and has these rational, idealistic, like um, ideological views of anti-Semitism and all these things. Like, like, what do you think? Like the the idea around patriotism was like in Germany at this time. Like, it was almost it's almost like a forced, false patriotism. Um, you get, you get what I'm trying to say? No, no, it's a complex question because it's really complex. there are there are a lot of instances of which. There were like towns, and then you know, five miles from the town, there was like a concentration camp, and the people literally didn't know what was happening. So I think a lot of people, I think even till this day, of course, people still deny the Holocaust happened. But I think there were people that genuinely did not know what was happening I, I, until I it was publicized that. after the war. Yes, I can confirm and that. I also understand the terror and the fear of like, if I don't go along with this, I'm going to be fucked. Yeah, so if, you're I, if I'm like going to be a weasel. dissident, I'm going to end up in the concentration camps like Jews. Because people, I feel like people fixate on the idea of like Jews died. This is true. They were the majority of the deaths, but like there was a lot of others. Or political African, dissidents. Black people, black people, people who as didn't, well. Black people, if you were crippled, you were gone. Oh, you know, any you disability, any disability, of, yeah. non-Aryan, like physical yeah. deformity, whoosh, you were gone. Yeah. Um, hit, so, um, they also they also killed um a lot of they killed um, gypsies. Gypsies, yeah, but gypsies like Roma. a yeah, gypsy is a slang word though. It's yeah. like you they're know, called Roma. Word, so. They're called Roma now, but yeah, yeah, they we call them Roma. Gypsies. So, but yeah, so they were they were killed as well, and yeah, but and this is like, but what this, do you do? How do you stand up to? you know, a tyrannical leader. And then now he has, you know, all these men supporting his ideology blindly. How do you stand up to that? And if you don't support death him, is, you're, is not, you're un- thing. And if it's you don't support him, you're to, unpatriotic. To, yeah. So it's like, it's like, what, so is patriot, so patriotism can be bad question mark. Yeah. Patriotism can be toxic. It depends on the context. I think, I don't think it's inherently good or bad. I think it's necessary. You must want to, want the best for your 
people, your state, if you want to achieve longevity and, okay. pro- and prosper. Let me freeze you. So you said being patriotic entails like doing what's best for your people, right? Yes. So let's say in Even America, if that means right? killing off other people, unfortunately. So here, my, my question to you now is like, let's say, let's, let's use America once again as an example of Please. this idea of patriotism. And so you know how all these like white nationalists, like all these like Ku Klux Klan members, they're all like, yeah, you know, you know, um, I'm a patriot. I bleed red, white, and blue. Um, are they really patriotic if they think black people are inferior? Is that patriotic? I think at the end of the day, I can, I'll keep going back to this, my idea of like the hierarchy of patriotism. If you believe that I am automatically disqualified from being patriotic simply due to the color of my skin, I think that's unpatriotic mm-hmm. because we should be working towards the idea of the collective, the idea of the state, of our society and bettering our society instead of fighting internally. Mm -hmm. But again, this whole unification process, people think, oh, communists, you want everyone to be the same, blah, 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 or like the social construction of race, I feel like hinders that idea. But at its base, I think a patriot is always focused on what is best for the state or the society. For everybody. For everybody. everybody. Exactly. And just hating someone because they're Black is like the antithesis of that. So, so does that never... so that does that take away them being a patriot? Yeah, I think it's unpatriotic to do some shit like that. Okay, you, I, agree. I, would, I agree. I agree. But if you were if you were to talk to one of these people, <laughs> like, so that, righteous. and that's the, and that's the cra- so that's the crazy thing, right? Like you talk to somebody like that, and they swear that they're patriotic. So um so so then right so that's the question is patriotism versus nationalism. So it's it's they're interchangeable words, man, and. You know, don't, don't, Americans can be, you can be nationalistic, right? Like, I mean, it's just paying attention to your nation. Your, our nation is the United States. Yeah. And, but they use this word as kind of like a scapegoat to just say, eh, you know, if you're, if you're claiming you're a patriot, but like you do kind of bad things, we'll call you a nationalist instead and just say that there's like rational, like irrational, like um, radical ideas that you harbor that like fucks up your perception of patriotism. But like bad things, I agree, but bad things in what sense? Bad. Things That's what I mean. Like bad, bad things. Sense, bad things that morale, are things that go against sense. the agenda of the of your the power structure of your government. Like things that your government doesn't deem beneficial to them maintaining power over everybody. So just being a status, essentially, everything you should, everything you do should align with what your government, like government directives. Is I mean, that, is that being is that being patriotic? Because by my definition, that is. But what if your government's telling you to fly 6,000 miles to Vietnam and kill some 15-year-old kids holding AK-47? That's a, that's is that, is that, is that patriotic? Is, is that, does morality and patriotism go hand in hand? Are they opposed? And then, and then, and then you know, it's really crazy. A lot of the Vietnam soldiers are just some of the most, like, actually, like, sick. And the VA benefits they get, like, they're supposed to be, like, you know, what happened to this whole idea of, like, oh, they were veterans and we should honor them and we should help them. And they're literally left to be homeless like their su- suicide rates drugs. are absurd. Addicted like, to drugs. Addicted to drugs, self harm. Just, and it's just like, where's your where's your patriotism for these people? Like, where do you exhibit patriotism for the these young men that you sent out against their will, and you literally fucked them for their entire lives? That's patriotic. That's, that, that's a good point. Do you think conscription is? Do you think it's a symptom of patriotism? Do you think? No, I think it's, it's I think it's a symptom of like capitalism and um fueling like wealth. Like just by growing wealth you need a way to get people to fight for you. Like and control foreign to control foreign yeah, yeah, foreign yeah. investments and yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. And that's why that's my biggest gripe with like the military and even policing nowadays is because policing's not like you would think like I want to be a police officer to protect the people in my town. If someone gets hurt, I want to be there to protect them and help them and guide them. But right. no, it's it's basically military training. Of course, and you're not a military. If you want they military have the guns training, in the cars and stuff too. Yeah, they're dead nowadays. They're getting all that all the surplus from the army. Exactly. Yeah. So the militarization of the police—that's a thing, and people aren't yeah, really. I read a book on it. Yeah, in the so in the sixties, America actually goes into the Philippines, and what they actually do over there is they not only set up a shitty government, but behind the scenes, they're actually practicing systems of surveillance and policing. Like, um, that's what, so. And it's funny because before the seventies, when there was a lot of like riots, and um, basically when they got back to America for the civil rights protests, 
you know how they were like they were they were spraying people with um like fire hydrants yeah, and like, yeah. so all that anti-resistance practice the policing that they were doing was practiced prior to in the philippines on yeah. the population of the philippines really yes and how could the american people know it's not like we had social they, media now you don't know you just you know send a quick until not until four huge. years later when someone yeah. writes a fucking book about it that's crazy i never knew that Holy hey shit. welcome to fucking history dude you yeah. a lot of shit <laughs> america's you know? been there they're practiced uh you know oligarchical totalitarian regimes you know so it's it's sad so um so with that i kind of want to talk about the the use of patriotism as as kitsch right so i don't know if any of you guys have heard this word before but kitsch basically is like i'll give you just like a standard definition it's like art objects or design considered to be in poor taste because of excessive garnishes or sentimentality so it carries like a specific memory or sentiment with it that makes it kind of abstract or a little bit different than just like your common thing you would buy in a shop and so, it also says, but sometimes appreciated in an um, an ironic or knowing way. And today, today, so today's nine eleven. So we're in remembrance of nine um, eleven, September eleventh attacks of yeah. of the planes. And one, I've read actually a lot. I've read a couple books. The one that I personally read on this issue is called Tourists of History: Memory, Kitsch, and Consumerism in Oklahoma City to Ground Zero. It is by Marita Sturkin. And what she basically talks about in that book is how kitsch is like comfort culture. It contributes to like this like tourist relationship with these historic events throughout history in a way that Americans can like feel good about visiting and buying souvenirs as a way to financially like supplement the market and like contribute to this idea of patriotism, right? Right. So actually funny enough, what she talks about is right after 9-11 happened, like within a week, they're literally selling 9-11 merchandise and people are spending millions of dollars on this because I mean, to be fair, the economy was going to crash. Didn't George Bush go on TV and tell people to, to go out and spend? Yes, yeah, because they knew, so that, because they like knew that, this was going to cause a crash. It, it was yeah. going to affect the economy. People were scared. But yes, but this is what happens. They use, they, so they use this fear, this idea that people had like, oh my God, we were attacked. The American people and... Based on that, they're they're using that fear to supplement, like for example, like teddy bears. They sell like NYPD like teddy bears in support of 9/11, and you buy a thirty-five dollar teddy bear with just like a little logo that's to remind you of a historical event that happened. Is that bad though? Think yes. about when people buy pink wristbands to support breast cancer. That sounds like almost the same thing. I mean, no, it, is an, it, it is an ongoing event. It's not necessarily a historical singular event like, you know... I think they're drastically September different. 11? How right? so? Um, because, you're like, for example, money like, to support a cause. Yeah, so you're supporting the cause. You're bringing awareness to an issue that is ongoing, right? Yes. Right, because, for example, like, if breast cancer gets cured, you're not going to have to bring awareness to it because we can just cure it. We're good. You'll never be able to cure the damage done from 9-11 or any terrorist that, attack. Still, or, yeah, that's still ongoing, isn't it? 9-11 is still ongoing because yeah. of kitsch. It's still yes. being represented and recreated constantly. Yes. Where it's, it's always going to be at the forefront of popular culture. Yes, America, but forever. what I'm talking about is it's being manipulated to be like this absolute grievous thing. Like, like it's without a doubt, like, let me make this clear, like the lives that we lost on that day, it, they were innocent lives should have never left this earth should have never gone right that it's a it is a tragedy what happened to, to those people but what what um this niche uh this kitsch is doing is it's taking away the historical aspect of how we got to how this problem happened how this event occurred right who isis and um before them what the hell were they even al-qaeda al-qaeda right like how were these terrorist groups formed like you think they were just like yo we're just gonna like get together and hate america no i mean to be fair it's easier to just you know go on amazon and click that purchase order you know add to cart and click order than it is to you know go to npr washington post and read like an essay or an article about the historical you know well, yes, the conditions that were there in order for 
9-11 to happen. Blatant. That's what, right? That's what we're talking about. And like, that's what this podcast is for, right? To inform people that there's so much more behind things that you think are just so basic. Like you, the 9-11, you know, comes 9-11, you know, everyone wakes up and everyone's like all spamming, like, oh, we never forget, never forget, never yeah, forget, never yeah. forget. But also never forget to spend money on 9-11 merchandise. Of course. Right? But I, at, the same, at the same time, I feel like, yes, it is grievous and kind of perverse, you know, to like honor people through the purchasing, you know, and then you're just lining the pockets of corporations and people, mm-hmm. whatever. That's pretty fucked. But at the same time, I feel like just that act of like remembrance mm-hmm. will always keep it like a fresh memory, which might be painful to some and it might be, I guess, patriotic to others. Like never yeah. forget. You know what I mean? So I, think, I don't think it's all bad. I think it has like some positive components there. But the whole, you know, capitalism infiltrating and co-opting it is, is problematic for sure. But well, that's I what we're focused in terms of memory. Right? It, it, it can be a positive thing. But that's what we're focusing on. What the American um, the government's pretty much doing at this point is by you're inciting this like this form of this idea of memory, right? Like you're attaching this tragic memory to these objects that you have to you can only obtain through spending money. And you're basically just purchasing into this memory constantly, constantly, constantly. Same thing with like the Oklahoma City bombings. Um, they end up selling uh, like uh, like T-shirts with the Oklahoma City Memorial. Uh, they have branded water. Like, <laughs> tell me why you have to remember the Oklahoma City bombing with a bottle of water. Hey, it's entrepreneurship. You got you got to you know thrive to survive. You got to create desire or supply you know you got to create a want for people you got to create that desire you, you didn't you didn't even know you needed that branded water till you saw it so now you have to you have to buy it like let me give you an example also like everyone around the world knows that today's 911 right right but I'll but it has you, different meanings for people though. i bet you 95 percent of americans don't know the dates of the, the bombs we dropped in japan do how, do you think, how do you think how do you think how do you think japan deals with that from their perspective do they need to know that though? But what I'm what I'm just trying to say is like, why is it that an American issue needs to be everyone needs to know? Remember 9-11. Like we were talking about before, like the episode of Family Guy when Lois is running for like a local like position in like the government. And when she's asked any question, she just stands there and she's just like, 9-11. And everyone just breaks out in clapping. And cheer. Because that's patriotic. You got to remember the hardships that Americans went through and pay homage to it, or but, you're or you're un-American. But that's the see. That's what I what I find problematic, right? Like, for example, I'm not actually. I don't know what the Japanese do in remembrance of perhaps those that were lost or those those um that day when the when the bombs were dropped. And you know, I just wonder if it's as capitalized on like they do in America, or there's this this idea of um, kitsch. That goes on there, you know. So that's there probably that's really, is. The, there could be. I mean, I if I had to make a guess, like if I had like my best, like based on history and culture, um, if I had to make my best educated guess, I would probably say no. Not like it is in America, not at all. Like commodity, like um, made made into yeah, a commodification commodity. of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that would. Oh, that so you, so what? What you're trying to say is. You think there's like awareness? Like I think they talk about it, but you don't think. Of there's course, I think there's probably. I think there's like a oh, memorial, okay. I just, but I don't, I just, I don't, I don't think. They, I don't think they sell like fucking t-shirts with a huge oh, bomb okay. falling on a city. Yeah, that's just an American thing, I think. <laughs> it is, and that's and that's a that's a problem because uh, it, of course it just goes to show that not only is like American racism very different than other forms of racism around the world, but American patriotism is also exceptionary. Yeah, it's in perverse. the way that it functions, <laughs> it's disrespectful. It's it's a problem, and I will, listen. Anyone that listens to this, they're gonna probably be like, "Oh, this 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 guy doesn't give a shit about America. He's not patriotic." And I'm yeah. telling you right now, like I'm more patriotic than they may think, right? Like I want to go out of my. I'm willing to speak about uncomfortable things in order to kind of like ask these hard questions and say, like, we can do better. America can do better. Like we don't even treat can each you? other. We absolutely, I, you know how I am. I'm very idealistic and I think people can do better. And that's what this podcast is for, to make people see that we can do better. And it's okay that we did wrong. It's okay, right? But we need to, we need to realize our errors, our, what we did wrong and how we can actually fix that going forward. How can we fix it and actually do the fixing? 
actually do the fixing and not just talk about it on live TV. You know, like for example, one thing that I've actually read about lately was like this, like this false uh, racial inclusion of the democratic party. And it makes, it's like, are Democrats really racially like sensitive because they genuinely care and they, or are they just using that as their political platform that, Hey, you know, we don't see race in this party, you know, just to get those Uh, votes. We don't see race. So we just ignore (laughs) the systemic, you know, because I think about this, like the democratic party constantly is like, remember when, uh, so Biden was on the um, the Breakfast Club with Charlemagne and what? Charlemagne the Joe guy. Joe Biden was on the Breakfast Club. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I just what? Yeah, okay. and um, I'm so at the end, at, later so, so at the end of the interview, um, he basically says something like, "Like if you don't, if you vote for Trump, you ain't black." Wow, that's an interesting conditional. So he says that, and he apologizes. Is it, he apologizes for it later, but basically, what he's trying to say is like, black people have to be Democrats because Democrats are the only ones that care about black values, right? That's that's pretty much what he is. Saying. He is he so wrong though? But that's my question: is like, do they do they use that like advocacy for black lives and um, black equality as a platform specifically just to get their vote? Or are they genuinely act? You know, well, I feel like I that, that that's, that's the question. inherent that's the inherent risk and flaw of politics. These politicians say and make all these promises that they're going to do this and do that, and then when they get into office, we kind of have to hope and you know, keep our fingers crossed that they're going to do what they say. And, and it's funny that I feel like they, they just don't. never do. I feel like they, they never don't. do. And it's because so Joe Biden could be system. acting like he's you know, an advocate for, you know, racialized communities and people of color. And then he'll get into office and be like, fuck that. <laughs> I didn't say that. He'll pull yeah. a Donald Trump. I didn't say that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, a problem, fake news. Man. It's definitely a problem. And I, it's just the one thing that scares me the most about, like, the, the Trump presidency and their administration is it's just this, like, idea of – just the idea of patriotism in general. And from my background, if any of you guys don't know me, I actually used to be an EMT for five years. Um, I I was heavily involved with emergency services and I actually hated like this is my as my personal experience I I really hated it just the way they behave like the fi- like firefighters like like hey, hey, don't stere- generalize so no and of course I I, I don't want to stereotype or anything but I've noticed that there's a there is a lot of systemically rooted nationalist like ideas in the emergency services that like you're doing America, you're doing the American duty of helping people. Like I can't tell you how much politics are behind the scene. I can't even begin to tell you, for example, like when I went on like emergency calls, like 911 calls, like people call 911, they, the, the dispatcher tells us, all right, you have to go to this house. You get, and then you find out they're black people just like, ah, really? Yes. <laughs> Wait, are we are we not entitled to the same help as anyone else? Is, isn't this isn't this an emergent but, situation? And this is these are this is coming from people who are like super patriotic, you know, support our troops, you know, stand behind the blue, like this. So whole... what if what if the troop is black then? That's a good question. That's <laughs> okay. Don't question, support right? them. Support the troops that look like me and and speak but, like me. But this is what what I'm trying to say is like this idea of patriotism is so skewed in America. Like it's perverse. It's it is. It's bad. It's very bad and. It makes me fearful because, you know, they're just like, oh, if you don't support Donald Trump, you're not patriotic. And it's like, that's false. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not it's sworn to my to president. Stand up to dictatorship. I, yeah, I'm not sworn to my president. I'm sworn to my country. There's a lot of other politicians and citizens that I care about more than him. But what does I that care mean about to be my sworn neighbors. to your country. What does that mean? Seeing your people living within your country succeed, have people living healthily, having the government um, actually have codes, laws, and regulations that support and actually take care of people and protect people. Everybody. Everyone. Everybody. No man left behind. No man, woman, everybody. Everybody, get in here! I know, know, I'm just just referring to that. No man left behind. That was a Hearthstone meme. I don't know. You never played Hearthstone? No. When you when you start the game up, the the, the tavern, the innkeeper, he's like, "Everybody, get in here." Or, that, or maybe it's one of the cards. You're a nerd. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, right, I'm a nerd. Whatever. <laughs> I don't play that game anymore. I swear. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Being 
I wonder what patriotism, how it manifests in the Canadian sense. I feel like in, in one month exactly, actually, no, two months, sorry. November 11th, we have our Remembrance Day. Mm-hmm. And we have to do, well, we don't have to do anything, of course, but it is expected of us to maintain, a, I think it's a minute-long moment of silence for our lot fallen soldiers. Mm-hmm. And I, ever since I was a kid, I always wondered, why do we do this? You know, like when you're young, you're just naturally inquisitive. You're why? Taught, like, you're why? taught why? to why? do why? it, period, yeah, though. Yeah. So I remember I, in grade school, I was in the choir, so I would sing every year. And I would just look forward to Remembrance Day just to sing. Like, I just yeah. didn't even understand the meaning of it. It's just like, oh, it's my chance to sing with my friends. Like, cool, my parents are going to come to the gym and it's going to be like a whole play or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then as I started to grow older, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Why am I blindly following this, this ritual? It's literally a ritual. Yeah, same thing like when you're at like when you're at a ceremony and you have to play you have to take the off national your hat or something. It's and you have to play yeah. the you have to, yeah, you have to play the national anthem or you have to put or you have to do the pledge of allegiance. Yeah. Like do you know how many times I just want to stand there and just not put my hand up? Because like I just don't agree with what our country does and how they treat right. people. Right. Right. And it but you're this idea of like false patriotism, like almost with like this idea like we were talking about with like Nazi Germany, and like you have it's like basically like patriotism's like infused, like you have to it's something you have to do. Yeah, like patriotism like- is not like something that's like it shouldn't be something fl- they're trying to prevent it from being something that's fluid where you can have a say of what your country is doing it's more so yeah. that like hey we're your country and you have to just trust us that we make all the right decisions for you <laughs> and time and time again we're disappointed I, there have I mean, been so yeah. many times where like i'll be at like my university's volleyball games and i'll be like they'll be like please stand for the national anthem and like i think one time i was watching a game with my friends and he was there with his parents because it was my school versus his school. And then he comes from a volleyball family. So his whole family was there. And I was sitting beside them. And it was like, please stand for the national anthem. Remove your hats or whatever. I kept my hat on. I actually was sitting down for like the first 10 seconds of it. Mm-hmm. And then I could, I could, you know, like when you feel people looking people at you. People staring at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'm kind of sweating. Oh, shit. I can do this though. And then this guy just slaps me in the shoulder. Like, like what the fuck are you doing? Like, get up. So like I till this day I don't know why I listened to it. I was like, mm-hmm. am I really willing to like trade yeah. my values just to fit in with the group? It's it's a powerful tension like within. It, it's, it's like the individual powerful. versus the collective. And that's why Colin and then people. That's why people don't realize like how powerful what, yeah. what Colin Kaepernick does. And I don't. I'm, watch, I'm never going to compare what I did to sports. what he did, but like I don't. I can say I, I understand yeah. the tension of like you want to you know assert yourself as a person and stand up for what you believe in. And did he get ninety-nine point nine percent of people don't feel the same way. It's very, very scary to be honest. Yeah, I was like it, sweating. Didn't he get benched yeah. for it? Like and like. Yeah, he's still he's still not on a team. And I think I mean I mean he has still hasn't been back in the NFL. And he's like and by the stats he's a good player. So what it boils down to is what he did, his political stand. And then you always have people who are like keep politics out of sports. Sports are literally the most like volatile site of politics, I, along see, with video games. I also like, I disagree. I, I mean, I, I'm, I don't disagree. I'm sorry. I meant to say I agree that these platforms that people use should be used to do all this stuff. Yes. Um, like, like for example, James um, shut up and dribble. Like, but patriotism is also put into songs. Like, right? I was. We were, I remember. You know the song. I'm proud to be an American. I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. Or please even edit, like or the movie Team America. Out. Team like America, <laughs> fuck yeah, gonna save the motherfucking day, yeah. Like that. Yeah, that, that's more that's more satire. That's more satire. Yeah, I, over I, it is, but but still it's like this idea of patriotism and like its essence still exists. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I think I think wherever what did Nietzsche say? It's like wherever you find a group of people you'll find like people who don't think or like people who have their mind off. Mm-hmm. So I feel like whenever there's just people in groups, you should already be suspect of their behavior. Yeah. I feel like responsibility just goes down the drain just to do like the moral or like proper thing. It's like, Oh, my friend did it. I'm going to do it too. Yeah. I don't like, want to see him outside. I don't I want to be in the in group, not the out group. Yeah. So la- last thing I want to say before, and I have one last topic I want to talk about, then we'll close up. But Really quick, like, for example, like, patriotism in music can also be, like, a lot of, for example, like, rock and metal, that community, a lot of the music was, I would say it's patriotic in terms of it challenging 
like what the American government does, like a resistance of the government, like calling them out on their shit, right? And I think that's also patriotic, like using your platform to speak up and advocate for issues that people are not able to or not listened for, right? Right. So that's one thing. And then my second, my last kind of like thing I want to talk about is dual nationality. So like what- Yes, I was going to talk about that earlier. Can you be dually patriotic? I think yes. I think it was it was either W B W E B Dubois or the boy Franz Franz Fanon. Actually, they might have both mm-hmm. written. About, no, I think it was both of them. Um, Franz Fanon, black face, white mm-hmm. mask. I think I'm not too sure. He talks about this idea of double consciousness mm-hmm. and how That's in certain in certain scenarios he is a black man, mm-hmm. and then in other scenarios he is an American. But he cannot uh... reconcile both of those things at once because it seems okay. like at, at 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 his point or at the time point when he existed when he was living mm-hmm. they were, it was like oxymoronic you couldn't be black and be american just to be black was anti very true very so true so as a black man living in canada i can completely you know agree with that and i completely understand it because sometimes it feels like i'm not canadian just because i'm black yeah you're but, black but first I and then you're canadian. i have a canadian passport i was born here you know i'm a naturalized citizen you know, like, so why can't I be, why can't I feel Canadian? Why, yeah, why can't you feel like you belong here? You, like, it's like this idea that your skin color automatically equates you to being from Africa. Yeah. Somewhere. Seriously. Yeah. Like, I think people and, have come up to me and be like, oh, where are you from? Um, Toronto? <laughs> I was born. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you mean? Where am I from? That's almost yeah. as bad as when people are like, oh, you probably play basketball, eh? It's like, oh. <laughs> Why, why why did you think that you know it's like yeah it's and like lack of critical thinking skills these assumptions these like deep-seated assumptions that like, mm-hmm. people never question but i just like you said that's the purpose of this podcast it's to, to drag those assumptions out and you know ask people to question themselves yeah and like i'm by no means like trying to put down like like people's expression for the love of their country and like their idea like but what i'm trying to ask what i'm asking of people is to actually just reevaluate who is allowed to be patriotic like and who fits your description of patriotic actions are patriotic and which actions are unpatriotic like i like like seriously i think like holding a door open for like a random stranger can be patriotic of course you're You're just helping collective you're literally just helping someone that's also american right like you're helping an american someone who had their arms full of something you know and you're just helping them out that's a patriotic like i feel like you know, why does death have to be the ultimate form of patriotism? Or why do you, why have do to you die? Why does your existence not, not even end? why do you have to go? Why do you like fuck around in, in middle school and high school and like literally fail out and then just join the military? And now you're automatically a hero. Yeah. Like, that's also wrong. Like, yeah. why is it not like someone with a Ph.D. who spent 15 years studying like these injustices and trying to advocate for change and. You know, just because that they're trying to get equality for women or people um, yeah. um, on the LGBTQ community or any or, or they black call them or anyone, snowflake and they're yeah, dismissed. yeah, they're yeah, they're a snowflake and dismissed, even though they've been in school for like double your life yeah. and like <laughs> advocate, like literally dedicating their life to a specific topic. I know, and, like they can, they can trying spell to make change differentiate between yeah. your and your. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's just what that's what concerns me, and I just hate seeing all the like. There's so much like, it's to the point where like. I just see all this toxic stuff posted on Facebook specifically, like of like, hey, I bet you won't retweet this, you know, but God and America yeah. have my heart. Retweet yeah. if you agree. Do you do you think it could be because patriotism in a sense is like a proverbial low-hanging fruit? The, the standard is just so low to be a, a patriot. Or being being patriotic is so vague. Or, like there's no actual yeah, like, or there's yeah, no yeah, like yeah. there's no, there's no list arbitration of, of like yeah. You know, there's no list. Yeah, like you said, there's no list of like, do these what? seven things and you're a patriot. <laughs> yeah, seven signs to see if you're a patriot. <laughs> it's like, oh, actually, you know, I've seen shit like that on Facebook. Yeah, like the Facebook quizzes. Yeah, like, take yeah, this quiz, yeah, yeah. see if you're patriotic or not. Are you are you American? If you got 75% or lower, you're not. It's like, <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know my like, you know, it, it's con- it's a conditional thing. I thought just me being born in this geographical location qualifies me for this identity or this label you know it's like hell i'd say some anarchists back in the day were probably more patriotic than some of the fucking like gun loving fucking sister loving fucking weirdos (laughs) in this country but that's just that's just me but i mean 
I think it's a, I think it's an interesting topic, and I think it was nice to get it like off my chest because it's something I've definitely thought about a lot. And yeah, you know, I'm definitely I will definitely say I'm proud to be like an American citizen, and I'm I'm just trying my absolute best. You know, based on you know what I study, like the career path that I chose, like I want to really advocate for change and um advocate for people's knowledge yeah, in this country yeah. and just help people to realize that things are a lot deeper than the surface may seem and yeah it fucking sucks having to think about it all the time like like seriously like being a historian is so dumb because like just all the shit i see on facebook i just want to try and explain to them like yo what you're saying you're perpetuating this hate and this and reinforcing this and and then i'm just like they won't even understand the first sentence like why so i mean you just need to take a break from facebook like i've been telling you for yeah, years nah, I, I don't even use that's facebook not the place like you go where you want to have actual intelligent debates know, and conversations i know my podcast is though yeah so no definitely i, I wanted like um well i want to thank guys for everyone for like listening and uh always having Layton here is always yeah, an honor Super Always smart a dude. privilege to be here. He may just be a, he may be just a lowly philosopher, but I mean, yeah. like his, his his insight is appreciated sometimes. You know, I'm ready to die without getting any credit. It's just how it is. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I'll be remembered like in a hundred years when I'll just take I'll take your um, you know, I'll I'll take your uh your uh, what's it, what's the word um I'll take the credit for you. Yeah, don't worry, it's okay. And and don't even worry, we'll we'll never forget, Layton. Hashtag never forget. <laughs> All right, man. Till next time. All right, dust. Thanks, Layton. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you have any, you know, comments, concerns, questions, feel free to reach out to us on our social media. It'll always be tagged links. Um, and you know, if anything you want to listen to in an upcoming episode, anything that's controversial to you, something that you think we should talk about, or if you want to even get on the show, just feel free to reach out to me, and uh, we can definitely work something out. Until then, please continue to stay safe out there, stay healthy, and have a good one. Thank you.